0: Welcome to our special edition episode of This Day in Weather History. This is Remembrance Day, War and Weather, Part 2. Hi, I'm Chris May, host of this podcast from the Weather Network in Canada, and each year we pause all programming on our network of feeds around the country to reflect and respect those who have and continue to serve bravely with their lives for the safety and security of our Canada. Wherever you happen to be listening to this podcast around the world, in Europe, and especially for our very wide listener base in the United States, we also honor the brave men and women who serve you and the global good for peace and independence and freedom from tyranny and oppression. Thank you, thank you, thank you. At the start of the 20th century, weather forecasting was in its infancy. In 1871, the French Academy of Science published an annual report of weather data. This was designed to build a recorded history from which they could build a history to form trends from, and therefore the ability to establish forecasting tools. In order for this to work, they established a very vast network of observation stations. By 1913, France had over 2,000 of these stations, and it was now possible to get an accurate weather history of France. But... When World War I took over, not too long afterwards, weather was dropped as a priority. And as a result, literally everyone, even the staff in charge of weather data, was sent to the front to fight in the war, along with 3 million other men. In the north of France, where most of the battles were fought, 85% of the weather stations were abandoned, and that was that. They had to depend on letters from the soldiers in the trenches on the front lines, for weather observations that were then later pieced together to make up for the lost years in meteorology. But it did bring us a rather complete picture, and that was used as a basis from which to move forward after the war. It has been over 100 years since World War I, and more than any other war, this one's recognized for its use of the trenches. These soldiers in the trenches were the perfect people to relate the hazards of the time. Of course, they were not meteorologists, so their observations needed to be translated, much like a Rosetta Stone was needed to decipher the hieroglyphs in Egypt. For example, a set of values corresponding to terms were developed, they needed to be. It was agreed that when they used the term fresh, it meant between 5 and 15 degrees. I'd have to agree with that. Celsius, by the way. If they spoke of softness of weather or temperatures, it is assumed that it was between 15 and 25 degrees Celsius. These soldiers were stationed for the long run in these trenches and trench warfare was the strategy. And that was where the weather hurt the most. Now, we heard back in part one on November 8th, the effect that heat waves and freezing cold snaps had on the exposed soldiers in these atrocious conditions. In October of 1914, the advancing armies stalled and dug defensive trenches. They remained there until the end of the war. Many recall haunting images of being huddled in these trenches, wet and shivering, covered in mud. These images accurately reflect their reality. The conflict lasted just over 1,500 days. One out of three, or 648 of those days, therefore, were spent in heavy rain or driving snow. Weather analysis of the time showed a procession of unsettled weather from the Atlantic, an area of high pressure hung over Russia, forcing a depression over the British Isles to stall out. In the Atlantic, a series of disturbances formed, keeping France under constant cloud cover. You have cloud, you can't let the sun in, you're not going to feel the warmth. From January 1 to 17 of 1915, 115 millimeters of rain fell over northeastern France. This was double the average of 60 millimeters of rain for the entire month of January, by the way. The summer of 1915 was dry, but in December the bad weather returned and continued over the next year, with above average precipitation for each of the 12 months of the year 1916. That's why war is hell. And then when the weather brings its own fury, it becomes a good old fashioned pylon. But today, we remember those who fought and suffered through it all not just against the enemy, but against the conditions on today's Remembrance Day Special Edition episode of This Day in Weather History. Tomorrow is November the 12th, and we're going to be going out to Europe for an area that would, you would normally think had it all together when it came to flooded streets because they live below sea level, that being Venice, Italy oh the romance of Venice but on this day in weather history when we get together tomorrow the city was brought to its knees it was the great Venice flooding of 2019 and that's tomorrow on this day in weather history with me your host Chris May